Hey, Ian. Hi. Hi, Shay. <laughs> Hi, Shay. You're sitting right in front of me, I'm okay? I'm sitting right next to you. I could You've not be more lucky. You've been here for three lucky. days. Stop trying to act like you just walked <laughs> in and found me here. Uh, yeah, Ian and I have spent a wonderful New Year's together, and here we are at the beginning of season two, just so excited to start with so much new magic. So much new magic. So much new magic. So much new magic. All right, well, let's cut the bullshit. Okay. Uh, We don't have time. There is too much to talk about today. But before we get into that, Ian, there was a very important question. All right. For you, and that is, what is the just for you? What is the origin of the word smorgasbord? This is this is so this is very easy. Okay. okay? Uh, Smorgasbord is actually the incantation that Democrats use to summon the devil for a pedophilic blood ritual as we spent the past several days, weeks learning. Um, during the foray, our furry into season, or furry into season two, um, which is a, a QAnon camp. So that's what smorgasbord means. That's, you say it three times to a mirror, the devil comes, and then he eats the children you have brought as a sacrifice. You know what, Ian? Sometimes the bullshit you spew is so So much better than the real answer. <laughs> well, no, but it's it's fun for once that that's actually the origin. That's, it's amazing <laughs> that it just worked out that way. So I guess with that said, let's go ahead and start the show. <laughs> Welcome to Camp Re-Education, an immersive boot camp into the world we thought we knew. As always, we are your hosts, Ian and Shay, diving into the weird, wacky world of QAnon. And we're back from the song. It's still us, it's still Ian and Shay, and we just need a quick clarifying note. We looked into it, and it turns out the origin of Smorgasbord is slightly different than Ian may have led us to believe. Shocked. I'm, I'm shocked, frankly. Uh, uh, but just for fun, and just because I don't want you going home without anything at all, listeners, uh, the origin of the word smorgasbord is actually pretty fun. It's a Swedish word. People don't know that. And if you break it down, it actually means smorgas, which is sandwich, and board, which means table. So it's sandwich table. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought I thought s'more meant butter. So it gets even better. So the word for sandwich breaks down into two other words, which is... Butterflower? Butter goose. (laughs) (laughs) You want to tell me where goose, how goose weaseled its way in there? You know, I actually happen to know this one. No surprise. I did ask the question, but uh, uh, smorgle... It's smorgle. Sm- it's smurgos, I think is the, my best Swedish pronunciation. Which was the the uh, the little wormy guy from Lord of the Rings, right? Uh, yep, uh, exactly. Yeah, smorgas. That's where they came, they got it from. Uh, uh, smur means butter, gos means goose, and I think from what I've read on from Wikipedia, they've said that it's because when you churn butter, the little piece, the first butters that like pieces of butter that congeal in the milk or whatever, like geese. are like little floating geese, and that's the best butter for making a sandwich and like in sweden sandwich is more like an open-faced sandwich so it's just like you spread that on on bread and then you have your butter goose on bread and then you have a table of that and that's a smorgasbord that is such a wholesome start to what is going to be maybe (laughs) the most horrifying episode we've ever done i just want to go on the record and say that uh i was less disturbed by demon summoning than i was by this conspiracy theory surrounding demon summoners. You're not alone at all. This has been one of the most upsetting camps we've we've done so far. And just so everyone knows, we're trying something different this time. Normally we we start with our ignorance. We we start episode 1 before we immerse at all, but uh, for season 2 we have changed things. So we have already done our first week of immersing into QAnon and it has not been good at all. <laughs> 
And we'll get into that more, but so far, before we do that, we are going to uh, play our favorite segment, Ignorance in a Bottle, which we did record before we started. It's just a little, a little... A little pick-me-up before it just gets dark. Yeah, it's before our, our dreams were shattered, <laughs> thrown against the wall. <laughs> Other I envy things. those two. Yeah. I truly, truly do. So without any further ado, I think that's just about it. Let's go ahead and hear from those dribbling fools from the past. Passing and Shay, take it away with Ignorance in a Bottle. <laughs> Ignorance in a bottle. Ignorance in a bottle. In a bottle. Oh, hi, everyone. I didn't see you there. Welcome to Ignorance in a Bottle, an ignorance time capsule where we lay bare our biases and preconceptions long before our immersion to showcase exactly how dumb we sound before consulting the almighty internet. Because after all, we're only this ignorant once. Shay, you beautiful creature, how are you? Ian, you above average creature, I am doing just <laughs> fine. Uh, I'm excited to for this new season. Of course, you know, we're recording this before anything has come out. I'm just excited to have you by my side again. It feels so nice. Your hand is so warm and dry. It's amazing. It is. Uh, for the listeners who might be tuning in for the very first time, um, stop right now. You're not welcome here, okay? This is season two. This is a reward for everybody that was here for us through season one. So if you just think you can slink in and be li- and just act like we don't see what exactly what you're doing, you get the fuck on out of here, okay? I think what Ian's trying to say is you should go back and listen to our first season. <laughs> it's really good, and we had a great time making it. <laughs> If that was a first impression, that was not a great first impression. They're already like, all right, well, this is episode, this is part one for me, and I already fucked this Ian guy. (laughs) Above average asshole. All right, so Shay, what are we here to talk about today? Well, as the name of this episode (laughs) implies, we're here to talk about QAnon. Uh, What do we know about it? What don't we know about it? And of course, is ignorance in a bottle. This segment is dedicated to putting our ignorance on full display. And so we haven't done any research yet. And uh, in in the spirit of the show, we really want to lay our preconceptions bare. Uh, so, So as we hope everyone else does to try and better understand how we came up with these ideas in the first place before we start to create or reshape the ideas we already have. Um, I couldn't have put it uh, any better myself, uh, so I won't uh, add on to that. I'll just let that linger. I'll let that stand ex- exactly where it stands. Um, so, yeah, this is this is like a really weird one because I, I feel like, how long do you think QAnon has been in the spotlight? Like, oh. a- and it didn't, didn't it just kind of a, like end? Is it over? I don't know. I feel like with the Trump presidency, it's the sunset of QAnon, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this yeah. is, it's a rebirth. Maybe this is Matrix Reloaded, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So it's like, that's one of the things that I'm going to be excited to uh, to like dive into really is this idea that like, is, is this still a thing? Because I feel like for four years, all we heard about was like how it was one of the most... I, like dangerous ideological, uh, not even like forces. Like, what would you like a trapdoor for our parents' generation or something? Yeah, it's it's like an ideological, philosophical, like booby trap, like uh, yeah, mental booby trap. That it's like a series <laughs> series. It feels like, and I've got, I don't, I don't, of course, we don't know yet, but I, it feels like a series of shoots and ladders that uh, that <laughs> targets unsuspecting uh, conservatives. I I like and I like the shoots and ladders analogy, too, because uh, I I don't know about you, but I think one of the first things I ever learned about QAnon was that there was like their big thing was pedophilia. Right. Like it was just like the government is full of uh, pedophiles. Mm -hmm. And um, 
you know, I, like, I don't understand, like, how bad your branding is where, like, you, your thing is you're anti-pedophilia and you can't get everybody on board. Like, <laughs> well, I think, like, what it, uh, I think that's why they're so successful recently is because people are getting on board. They're like, oh, wait, yeah, we don't like that. But it's, it's like, a, it's a, what, not a red herring. It's like a bait and switch. They're like, we're anti-pedophilia. And everyone's like, oh, we love that. And they're like, but also we, we're against cannibals and Satanists, which I guess, like, a lot of people are against cannibals, too. I mean, I'm a Satanist, so <laughs> yeah. Like, like you know, now that you've asked me, uh, I, checking my stance, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty anti-cannibal. Like I'm pretty <laughs> sure that I'm against that. Maybe we are QAnon supporters, and we just don't know <laughs> it yet. Maybe that's the next step. We'll, we'll we'll learn shortly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm as anti-pedophilia as the next guy, but like, I, I don't know what it is about their particular brand of anti-pedophilia that makes me go, I don't know. Like, whose side am I on? Well, it just seems like projection, or like they're just trying to like deflect from all the attention because they're also anti-Satanist, which leads me to believe that they're... Really? I, I, yeah, and I think they're a Christian. I think it's a, like predominantly a Christian uh, set of beliefs. And I think it's basically a backlash of like Christian, Catholic, uh, pedophilic involvement that they're like, actually, no, we hate pedophilia and it's the Satanists who are pedophiles. So <laughs> actually, <they're>... no. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Contrary to popular belief! Exactly. And I think that this is like a way... Not, and I don't think this is intentional. I don't think there's uh, a, a group of people who are really doing this. I do think it's yeah. a grassroots movement. I don't think there's like the churches behind this or even necessarily uh, a group of politicians or I don't think it's like an astroturf uh, operation. Yeah, well, and, and like, apparently what I know about QAnon as well is that it, there was like one guy, right? It, like, wasn't there a guy Q. and his name, like his whole thing was I'm Q and he's like, I'm reporting from inside the belly of the beast. Like, I'm I'm at a pedophile uh, like ceremony right now, and uh, Bill Clinton is like lowering himself into a pit of uh, naked toddlers, and um, everyone was like, "Ooh, we hate that!" And he was like, "Oh, follow me for more," and um, it just it just kind of grew and grew and grew, and it like it really is. It's like this like totally bizarre kind of like I I, I don't know. It's it, it's like a kindergarten ideology, right? Where it's just like this this desire to believe that like all of the problems that we face today uh, structurally aren't because of a faulty system, but it's because of like a couple bad actors. And it's almost like they went zero to a hundred. It's not even like, oh, like their beliefs are what's bad. Like they, they didn't even start there. They were just like, they're pedophiles. Mm. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I guess it, it's a whistleblower, right? That's what Q is supposed to be is someone, an anonymous person yeah. who is bringing attention to some, some horrible real life conspiracy of, I guess like a, a a human sex trafficking, a child sex trafficking ring. And I think that that's what what gave it its ma mainstream appeal is that people are like, well, sex because sex trafficking is real. And yeah. I think it's it's people saying like, oh, well, we hate sex trafficking. Let's look into this thing. And then, you know, it's like this weird web of unsupported claims that sometimes contradict, but sometimes support each other. And it's yeah. it, it's easy to dismiss or affirm whichever one you want when there's not any corroborating evidence. So let me ask you just like a couple random follow-up questions about Q because, you know, it's like for me, like thinking about this over the past, like before we get started, you know, kind of outlining my framework, um, where do you get your fucking QAnon information? Because like, I swear to God, I'm running on like 100% semantic memory. Like I have never sat down to do research about QAnon, but for some reason I have like all of this like pretty loaded information about who I think they're, they're, they are, like what they stand for, what, what their whole like deal is. But I, I haven't sat down for a single second to like fucking Wikipedia, QAnon or like 
log on to their Twitter account or their fucking Reddit or whatever. Right. You know, I, I've never like intentionally gone out to search it, but I have read articles about it and I've watched a couple videos online about QAnon, not from QAnon supporters, but from like Vox or New York Times yeah. or something like that. And uh, I don't even think I've done that. I think every time I've seen like, ah, I get it. You know, yeah, and uh, even uh, the the documentary The Social Dilemma talks a little bit about the rise of these types of conspiracy theories and social media's involvement of it. And so, I've, and I've definitely seen it. Like I've I've heard of PizzaGate, which I'm pretty sure is a QAnon, uh, a QAnon part. I don't know. What yeah, no, that like, was that was yeah. like the the um the Hillary Clinton was keeping kids like in sex cages under a pizza thing, and like some guy went in with a gun, went and he was gun. like, yeah. "Show me the fucking kids," and they were like. Dude, we're, this is a pizza restaurant. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, and I didn't, he like, he'll be like, there's kids in the basement. And there, apparently that building didn't even have a basement. Like, his <laughs> intel was that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sir, we don't have a basement here. Sounds like someone who keeps a sex dungeon full of kids <laughs> in a basement would say. Yeah, and uh, so there's also this idea that, like, Trump is, like, Trump is central to fighting this whole ring. And he's doing it, uh... It, clandestine? Am I, am I using that word right? I don't yeah, know why sure, I always it. <laughs> I just shoot for all these big words I never use in my day to day. But as soon as the microphone is on, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna look up. So I'm gonna try and try and use this word, and hopefully I don't embarrass myself. But yeah, he's like the the Messiah, like the anti-pedophile Messiah to a lot of the the, <laughs> the, the QAnon anti-pedophile Moses. You know? Yeah, and which I don't totally understand. And I guess if if you're not with QAnon, then you're that you're pro, if you're not with QAnon, then I guess you're anti-Trump, you're pro-pedophilia, you're pro-cannibalism, <laughs> you're pro-Satanist, and pro-liberal. And I mean, two of the five I, I hit, you know, so I mean, kudos, they got it somewhat right. <laughs> Those, of course, just to be explicitly clear, are the Satanist and the liberal. <laughs> yeah. So let me, let me ask you like another question too, because I, I feel like I heard and saw everywhere in media that, and maybe like I'm just fucking imagining this, like maybe I'm, I'm, I'm almost telling on myself in terms of my own like fucking, you know, worldview that's been lazily constructed but like i feel like for four years i heard nonstop about like how one of the biggest threats to credible you know information or you know like reliable news sources was maybe if not QAnon itself like organizations like these so it's like if they are that much of a threat to you know like i, I don't know uh, what's left of america's fucking democratic structure like are are, are they dangerous? Like, what what do you think about that? Are, are they are they like? Is it is it oafish? Is it clownish? Is it something we should actually like look into and take more seriously? Do you think it is an organization? I I think it's a, a decentralized organization. Like it, I don't know. It's it, it's like an ideological center for a lot of people. So an organization in that sense, it's like it, it's a um, a cohesive narrative thread that people organize their beliefs around. Mm. Yeah, I, I I think I agree with that. Yeah, I, I I do think it's a threat. Like it's like all the fucking fake news and all this other misinformation or disinformation that happens to, or that that is around, and it just destabilizes the idea of our collective subjective reality like it's creating multiple subjective realities and now i mean i heard someone talk about this the other day where it's like before we used to agree on the facts and disagree how to interpret them now we don't even agree on the facts and i think that this only makes i think conspiracies like QAnon only make that divide larger 
That's an interesting idea that like somehow it's like you know the the whole uh, the Overton window theory, right? That right. like that the farther you shift, like the the more conservative or or you know fasci- fascistic the the center becomes. Um, I, I think this might mean that there's like two Overton windows now. You know, you have like the far right Overton window with their far right news, and they don't they don't even consider any like they they dismiss anything to the left now, and the the left does the exact same thing. You know, we have our our news, which I would say is more true than, you know, their news. But still, you know, we have our own set of facts that we go by and they're different than their set of air quote facts. Yeah. But I mean, I, w- I don't know. Like, I don't even know if you could necessarily compare like the it, it seems like a false dichotomy, right? Like the whole idea that like, well, I mean, you know, the far left. I don't know anybody on the far left that's like, yeah, dude, pedophiles. The conserv- the the Republicans are all fucking pedophiles. Like I, I know their whole thing is like, yeah, like the uh, our government is made up of war criminals. Which I mean, like if you know if you illegally bomb countries, isn't wrong. Yeah, no, that's a good point, and I actually like that. Um, so so I take back whatever I said that made you say that. Um, <laughs> you know, I I have one question that I guess is going to take the the place of our our normal big smart boy question for this week in in our coming immersions, and I guess for the next two weeks. And that is what exactly makes a set of beliefs a conspiracy theory? Is it mm. is it just that it's entirely false? Is it like a misleading? Like what what is a conspiracy theory? And are conspiracy theories always false? Or is is Edward Snowden and his whistleblowing, is that a conspiracy theory, but it's just true? And my 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 gut reaction is that that anytime someone is claiming that there's a conspiracy, it's a conspiracy theory, but that there is this, um, I don't know what you call it, uh, sub, sub-definition of it, that a subcategory of defining it, which is kind of how we most often use it, which is almost like a, as an epithet to like tinfoil hat wearing people who, who are discrediting truth and reality in favor of a more arbitrary and often wacky set of beliefs that are unfounded. And that, that's kind of my idea, but I really want to like dig into this a little, a little bit more, I think. Mm. That's a big, that's a big question, um, which means that I think by default, I'm going to have to, I'm going to give myself a little bitty one um, so that the, the listeners can have some, 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 some catharsis at the end of this. And they're like, well, at least Ian answered his question. And right, then they well, can look at you and go, um. <laughs> I'm excited. I hope, I hope you're wrong. I hope you're, you're asking <laughs> What seems to you right now to be a very simple question, and I hope you're overwhelmed and ridden with anxiety by the end of this. Oh, Lord. Oh, no. So I guess my big question is, like, are you a pedophile and why? Um, Me specifically? (laughs) (laughs) Say what? I think my the question I I really want to answer, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it is tougher than I'm giving myself credit for. It's like just who is the average QAnon supporter and like what is the goal like like what exactly is like aside from okay so you arrest all the pedophiles in in government like then what Mm. like is that it is it is it over like there's no yeah like I mean you know how did they come to like I don't I don't know like have this be crutched to who they are ideologically and, and like what's where do you go from there yeah. So let me just ask you. So what, what do you think? Like, who do you think? Who do you think the average QAnon supporter is? Like, describe them to me. Paint me a word picture. OK, so the average Q, uh, I feel like there's there's two types. The first is um, 
a QAnon supporter from our generation and then a QAnon supporter of like our parents' generation. So mm. it's like, so I expect the latter to be more common. And what I'm picturing is like, you know, maybe uh, someone like one of my dad's friends who after the 2008, 2009, like financial crisis, economic collapse, great recession, um, never really recovered financially, um, like like became job insecure, kind of bounced around and like because they were raised and like just like the absolute black and white world of like, good, bad, global, you know, Cold War ideology. It's like America is still like the beacon of truth and righteousness in the world. So it's not like our systems that have failed them. It's bad actors. And it's just like, they're like, oh, okay, well, um, you know, Reagan was uh, Christ, you know, reborn. So it's the Democrats and, and they're pedophiles now. So it's just like, mm. I, to me, like, that's just the person who's become like gotten so far off base and like their fucking brain has melted from like Fox News, which is just like prime them for conspiracy theories. And then like the alcoholism that followed chronic unemployment. Um, I, that's that's who I'm anticipating being like, you know, like uh, the, the main Q kind of person. And then like I, 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 the la the former is like a little more confusing for me. It's like someone, you know, who uh, and how would someone from like our generation grow up to be like, yeah, this is this is a thing. And I'm picturing like somebody I went to like high school with who and like I'm actually just going to describe someone that I know. Um, who got divorced and lost his kids in the settlement and now hates everybody and believes that the government is full of pedophiles that want to take his kids and That is so dark. Well, um, I, which, <laughs> I, I'm just going to let that sit there for a second and we'll get back Can to that. Can we play a little sit there the music? Next... Just like, let's just play yeah. a little sit with this tune. What a dark tune to pick for that. Okay. <laughs> um, so, um, but I think that, that brings us nicely into what we're going to do for this immersion, because we don't typically do immersions into things that are potentially, uh, I don't know, antithetical to our sense of identity. Actually, that's bullshit. We do do that. But this one's, <laughs> this one's hard because like, how do we just like buy in? How do we give the benefit of the doubt to an, a set of beliefs that is maybe fundamentally alt-right? Yeah. Exactly. Or, you know, fascistic or, yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to look at anything that could potentially be someone's slippery slope to fascism and be like, hey, let's give this the benefit of the doubt. Like, no, you, you don't get that here. So I think we decided, we talked about this a little bit before that maybe we're going to try to give the people um, that have kind of, I don't know, fallen prey to this ideology, right. like the like benefit of the doubt. School. Yeah. And, and so we're drawing a little bit of a moral line in the sand with this one. So, um, we are not giving the benefit of the doubt to the alt-right conspiracy theorists, just like they didn't give the Satanist cannibalistic pedophiles the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> so, you know, tit for tat, that's what you get, okay? <laughs> so yeah, I think, yeah. That's, I think that's where we are though. I, we, got a, we got a long week ahead of us. Is there anything else we're missing, Ian, before we set sail? No, I think you pretty much. I think we pretty much got it. I mean, I'm. I, it, I don't know. It's kind of become old hat to be like, well, I'm not looking forward to this, but like, I'm really not like, uh, you know, everything. Everything is maybe I'm not looking forward to because it, it felt like work, but this just feels like it's going to be sad. So I'm just curious, real quickly, Ian. Yeah. Where do you expect to find your? What's the darkest place you expect to find yourself this week? Um, I mean, I, and that's the thing, that's the whole thing about QAnon, right? Like they went straight for the jugular in terms of like, I, I, I what we maybe consider to be like the most fundamental, uh, evil in humanity, which is like pedophilia, right. you know, like yeah. the, the preying of, on young children. So it's just like, I, I, I don't know, like the, the conviction maybe that like there's sex dungeons, uh, uh, under Washington where like fucking, um, the Clintons like go to suck the, the bone marrow out of children's buttholes to like, you know, maintain their powers and I, I stuff like that, I guess. 
You know, I'm just remembering when you said that, that I actually have watched some QAnon supporting YouTube videos. You're reminding me of this one oh. that I, it was so it was so weird and dark. And what's worse is it was sent to me by my who is oh, uh, a no. QAnon supporter. And I guess what needs to be talked about at some point is my a conspiracy theorist, largely. Most of, I guess, that side of the family, it's my it's who, I, who sent me that video. Uh, they, they're kind of believers. So I, I'm sure that they'll hate everything I'm about to say. I don't think they listen <laughs> to me anyway. So, uh, you know, they're, they're not going to face any additional disappointment more than what I've been giving them the last 25 years of my life. But, um, yeah, I think, I think we're going to, we're going to hit some dark, really dark places. And I think we're going to hit some really dark spots in the internet. I expect more than one visit to 4chan and 8chan Oof. and, uh, which I've only visited once or twice in my life. And every time I've been very unhappy with it. <laughs> Let's not keep everybody listening on their toes. I guess we'll, uh, hand this one back off to future Ian and future Shay, and, uh, we'll go ahead and get our hands and knees dirty, you know, while we, uh, crawl around in the filth that is QAnon. Wondering exactly where you're going with I don't that. know. I, I like. I, I'm imagining myself like in in the sewers, like the pedophilia sewers, and I'm like trying to free all the children who are like, "Help me! Help me!" <laughs> oh, you're, you're, you're too good at painting these pictures. Ian. I, just, I yeah. I, I'm I, okay. All right. Let's uh, take it away, future Ian and Shay. Ignorance in a bottle. Ignorance in a bottle. In a bottle. Folks, ignorance, ignorance, tidily, neatly packaged, delivered. Okay, in a bottle, in a bottle, <laughs> like the milkman. The like, milkman. Of just gonna say. <laughs> All right, that's quaint. So mm. so quaint. Um, wow, I wish I was them. Still, mm. I genuinely, truly, deeply, madly. Um, it's hard being where we are now after that especially because i mean like i don't know like i going into this i knew it was going to be like a little wiggly and like wow i can't come on people i can't believe you believe this but like it, i think at this point now it's just more abject terror like holy shit there are millions of people that believe this fucking dog shit it's terrifying it makes me There's so no uncomfortable other word for it. it it is fucking terrifying mm -hmm. i feel more uncomfortable after this experience, like, I mean, you said this in the beginning, like I, I feel more uncomfortable than I have from any other camp so far. And it's, and it's just because it feels more immediately applicable to my life, to, to my everyday life. Like it seems like this of anything we've talked about, this one seems to threaten my existential existence or my existence as I know it now. And in, in, in a way that nothing else has like demon something like we we're fucking atheists that didn't actually scare us. Like the, the ramifications that QAnon has will affect our everyday life and already has. I've been toying around with this idea um, and I haven't really had time to flesh it out, but you saying that just made me think of it. And it's just like the thing that I think scares me the most about QAnon is there are there are two ways to kind of think about them right off the bat. The first way is like very neatly, like we don't have to deal with these people. They're fucking conspiracy theorists. They're, they're, they're absolutely insane. They're batshit crazy. Like just, just fucking ignore them. Mm -hmm. But then the reality of the situation is just like, we don't necessarily know how many people fucking believe this stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And r based on everything that we've read, it's in the fucking millions. It's right. a huge number. And I think the thing that scares me most about them is the sheer absurdity of their positions, almost like gives them ironically like more power if they do have political power, which I, I would maybe make the argument that they fucking do. Oh, they absolutely it do. It seems, yeah. I mean, it seems like they helped fucking, you know, this kind of conspiracy like 
cultism and like just their sheer numbers helped Trump get elected. But it's the fact that like their positions are non-negotiable. There's nothing you can give them aside from victory that would make them happy because right. they, they don't believe in any sort of like actual realistic political stance. What they believe is like in moral absolutism. They believe right. that their fucking enemies are eating fucking children. Like you can't go to them and be like, all right, look, we'll, we'll cut the children, the, the amount of children we're eating in half. All right. We will we will have the number of human sacrifices that we're doing for the government. So it's just like aside from complete and other absolution, like there's nothing you can give these people, which makes them a, a relatively and I know it actually a fucking terrifying political force. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it fucking does. It really does, man. And it's weird because they did have they they have had an effect on our real world politics already. Like Alex Jones's insanity helped uh, elect Donald Trump. Yeah. Which is fucking terrifying. And it's and so much of it is just based off of regurgitated anti-Semitic conspiracy tropes from the last hundreds of years. And yeah. now we've just found a new electronic medium to distribute them and find a more uh, into into a more isolated, disparate public that is just they're newly exposed to it. They don't know the history. I mean, we didn't know the history either. No, absolutely. And so now, and now uh, we had. So this, it seems fresh. It's like what a fresh take. Yeah, wow, cannibals! <laughs> I've never heard of that before. <laughs> Blood sucking Jews. Tell me more. What? <laughs> right. That's so outlandish. It has to be true. Exactly. Yeah. As you heard just now, in ignorance in a bottle, like. You, we were both pretty adamant, like, we not give any credence to these ideas. And it's just, it's weird talking about them because, I mean, like, I think of Alex Jones going on the fucking view. And it's just like, oh, the, right. the point is to make them look silly. But you're just platforming these fucking people. Exactly. Like, you're giving them a voice. Mm -hmm. um, there's, you know, like, the few people are like, well, fuck, I, I agree with this fucking guy. Right. Um, I agree with this human toe with arms and legs. <laughs> so it's like, um... We, we didn't want to give credence to the ideas, but we, I, I was trying to approach this because it's like our prejudices and like biases, right? It's like, okay, like what are my prejudices and biases? And like, why do I hold these things? Even, you know, as we just had the conversation, like if these people were are as dangerous as the fucking media portrays them to be, why haven't we like over the past four years, how come I haven't sat down and done any research? Maybe that's me telling on myself and like that doesn't bode well for me. Um, but I wanted to kind of see like, all right, well, like, what's the launching point? Like, what is the what is the position from which like that that serves as the diving board for the rest of these fucking conspiracy theories? And the conclusion I arrived at, and I don't know how true this is, but it's like this idea of the deep state. So let's play that past Ian, um, and we can like watch real time my descent into madness. <laughs> It's Captain's Log's time. There's no time for foreplay. Here I go. The deep state, all right? What is it? Who wants it? Why is it here? Why are QAnoners so obsessed with it? And why do I kind of agree with them? Let me explain. Uh, when uh, This is where I sympathize most with Q supporters. In, in trying to kind of view them as sympathetic creatures, uh, it, uh, when I think about their understanding, like their idea of the deep state, it, it's not a totally incorrect idea. But the understanding of its direction or, or the direction of its energies is like totally misaligned. So like the deep state is probably as close to reality as QAnoners come with their conception of what's gonna arrive with like the US government. Not with the actual understanding slash picture they've constructed for themselves. 
Um, but with like, in the sense that like they've can they've mischaracterized the deep state as a democratic establishment full of baby fuckers, lizard people, and Satan worshippers, as opposed to the reality of the situation, which is a government full of like bought and paid for politicians and civil servants whose job it is to protect lobbyists, industries, corporations, special interest groups, and the military industrial complex. So I mean, like to that end, there is a deep state. If by deep state. You mean a government uh, entrenched in bureaucracy, a government no longer beholden to the electorate, but who acts in the interest of its wealthy donors, um, who basically, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours, and then we see fucking policies that no one asked for and ultimately hurt the people that they're claimed to represent. So, I mean, like, they look at the crumbling of democracy as a conspiracy as, as opposed to a historical trend. So, I mean, like, clearly we've moved away from that. I mean, we weren't even that initially, right? Like, we're a liberal democracy or a republic. But now we're probably, you could make the argument we're seeing more of, like, a plutocratic oligarchy or worse, like, a corporatocracy. So, I mean, in that sense, the deep state, as in a government that has moved away from representative democracy, though, like, not totally because it still represents, you know, rich people. Uh, that idea is the realism that functions as the foundation upon which QAnoners build the rest of their conspiracy. And that, like, they don't see the U.S. becoming a corporatocracy slash plutocracy as, like, a historical trend, but rather as a, as a conspiracy driven by, like, evil actors. Um, so, yeah, like, this is something... Let, let's chat about this. Shay, your thoughts. <laughs> And the past being handoff. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, I, that. That was just my. I think my brain was burning. Like I was. I was really doing my best to kind of bring QAnon back to reality. And that's that's a fucking that's that ship comes in hot. Uh, yeah, you were moving a mile a minute, but I like it. It's, it's fun. <laughs> I like it. It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's good. And you know, so something that you said in there that that resonated with me was it feels like a misdiagnosis these mm. historically conservative people are noticing there's something wrong but they don't exactly know what it is and what for us seems like a clear historical trend a clear historical trend of big business and plutocracy and classism and wealth inequality yeah finally um not even finally but just developing in in plain sight where we can clearly see the ramifications of having near trillionaires, you yeah. know, with Jeff Bezos with nearly a quarter of a trillion dollars. Individuals with the power of nations. Yeah, God, fucking godlike wealth. And they're like, okay, well, that, but that's not wrong. There's nothing wrong with that in their world. And so they're like, okay, well, something is wrong though. So what can it be? And someone's like, well, I think it's pedophile lizard people. <laughs> and, and you're like, well, nothing else makes sense in this. So they misdiagnose it and they have this other crazy fucking you know what it feels disingenuous to just dismiss it as crazy though and there's something in there that is it feels unsettling to me it's just such a miss it's, it's like why yeah why why choose fantasy over fucking history it's like these people are fucking allergic to history i don't i don't you know i do and don't understand it and i, I mean like we we had this conversation previously as well is that um we're talking about a group of people who's like they start as conservatives. And I, I think that it just gets into like a fucking weird, twisted, like funhouse conservatism. Right. And it, 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 it's just a fucking it's literally a house of horrors. Um, 
But the fucking, the, the, the entry point is like, I don't know, like uh, Reaganism or something, but it's this idea that like, we're talking about a group of people that don't believe in, in systems. I mean, like they don't believe in systemic racism. They don't believe in um, like systemic poverty. They don't believe that like they, they, these are bootstrappers, right? So of course their conception of what is wrong with government also starts at an individual level. It's not a system because systems don't exist. It's, it's literally the fault of bad people Okay, like anything that goes wrong in your life, it's not because, oh, there's like systems working against me that are really very difficult to get get out of. It's like, no, it's a bad person who's friends with other bad people and they're doing bad things and that's why bad things are happening to me. You know, in, in some ways I wish it were that simple, but I feel like there's something more dualistic from this. And, you know, I, I have people who I'm close to in my life who actually don't think that it's in any it's not even an individual problem. It's the idea of the embodiment of evil and the devil and of demonic forces, which is this weird, like religious aspect. And this is where like fundamental Bible thumping conservatives and like this other white nationalistic right kind of can miss or like not mismatch, but like amalgamate into one fucking weird political entity that just like exists in this Logical Netherlands. <laughs> like, logical, not I like, Netherlands. I like the idea of the, the logical Netherlands. <laughs> what am I trying to say? There's like, you know what I'm talking about? Not no, really, no. There's logical like a, Neverland? Neverland. That's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like a logical, a logical Neverland. Anyway, but yeah, where the because it screams of religious fundamentalists when you start talking about like satanism and like that because it's the embodiment of pure evil that's at work and a lot of these people don't seem to think that they're human at all like fucking alex jones screaming that that hillary clinton is a demon from another dimension yeah like you know what like how do you come back and say well no actually that's a fucking human you're talking about you know who evolved and they're like no the evolution's not real either what the fuck are you, doing? <laughs> you know what i mean and this is what i'm talking this is what i mentioned earlier where like the, i think this is the scariest thing about them is there's no rational position from which to approach them yeah i mean like it's it's literally and you know what fucking scares me even more is that like this has bled into this really weird argument about both sidesism where it's like, oh, well, I mean, like the radical left. It's like, dude, I don't know a single fucking person like on the left that says Donald Trump is like a fucking alien lizard who like is like jigging, jizzing in fucking McRibs and like turning people into fucking tea partiers. Like th that doesn't exist on the opposite side. Yeah. Well, do you, so do you think when people say all, so you're saying far right. That's what you're saying with people. That, fringe that, right. Fringe I, like, right. okay, what is, what is the left's equivalent of QAnon? The Communist Manifesto? Yeah, there is no. <laughs> there is none. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But well, it's crazy because, yeah, conspiracy theories are winning people fucking elections. It works. And now Donald Trump adopted that fucking platform and he just makes up blatant fucking lies. And like we've identified that for a while now. Like New York Times has had like a running list of like lies that Donald Trump has had. But somehow there's this cream. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it's funny when you I wanna, just, you want to use a different word. It's, that's it's, the cream. That's the cream. You know, it's it's funny when I'm I a try cream and, daddy. Try and start a metaphor and it just doesn't work. I'm like, no, this isn't a good metaphor. Well, well, I don't know any metaphor that's like it's like the cream. Cream of the crop is what I was gonna say. And cream of the crop because it rises to the top, <laughs> like the cream of the crop of like. But what I was what I, the idea there was that there, uh, underneath <laughs> all of like these kind of believable lies is these really unbelievable lies that the that support 
these more believable ones. Like Alex Jones says that Hillary Clinton's an interdimensional demon. And then all of a sudden when Trump says, I had the biggest inauguration crowd ever, well, they're like, well, he's not saying that there's an interdimensional demon involved. That sounds kind of believable. You can yeah. dismiss it because it's not as outrageous as some of these. It paves the way for less outrageous lies. That, yeah. uh, it, it makes outrageous lives, lies seem okay. Yeah. Which it's, it's again, it's like, it's a very weird kind of political um, consequence. I, I don't think, and again, like, it's weird because now we're kind of seeing the consequence, like just how devastating it's been. Where I think before it was like, ah, they fuck. Look at the crazy shit these yeah, people just believe. Laugh at them. And and then it's just like it just paves the way to to get away with like other fucking really crazy shit. So yeah, I don't know, but I I mean, I I understand that aspect of it. I mean, like, and when I said when I'm talking about like that aspect, like I, I understand this desire to like really try to explain what's what's gone wrong with with government like i i think of this as like a group of people that have become so disillusioned and disenfranchised by decades of like a government moving away from them but and the thing where i kind of get lost is like why look away from trends and why look to magic and and maybe it's just maybe there is no rational explanation maybe that's just me trying to bang my head against the wall going no it has to make sense like there's people in here well it, i think it does make sense on some level i do think that there's a lot of you know i know and like we're atheists so i i blame religion man like i think that like if you believe that there's a fucking man in the sky who's controlling your entire life it's not that weird to imagine that there's like a fucking monkey goat in <laughs> under the ground that that's that's con pulling other strings. You know what I mean? So just, yeah, just just like the conspiracy lies pave the way for like, you know, functioning political lies, religion paves the way for magical thinking. And I mean, yeah. maybe I, for me, I don't know, like for me, that's just, an, that's an oversimplification, but maybe that's, maybe that's the fucking answer. Maybe it's not more complicated than that. And that's just me like, again, like, you know, oh, it can't be this simple. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, anyway, so yeah. let's let's move on from, from this because um, <laughs> I've got other stuff to talk about, like great stuff. People are talking about how great the stuff that I have to talk about is. They can't get enough of it, all right? They love it. It's huge, okay? Nice. Um, thank you. <laughs> I've got another captain's log that I, it's weird because this is a perfect segue because just as like the Bible kind of forms this foundation of belief, they've got all this other weird like pop culture stuff that makes its way in there too. So let's listen to that captain's log because it's fantastic. It's me. So, I don't know, man. Um, maybe this is just because, like, I'm a literature major, but something that just keeps fucking... This is so pretentious, dude, but it's the, the, the thing that's, like, burning my brain and boiling my blood the most is this fucking mixed metaphor, like, hodgepodge um, that, that Q brings to the table. Like, I, I just... I'm rolling my eyes, I'm gagging, I'm like, come the fuck on. Just like the weird allusions to the fucking Matrix and um, Alice in Wonderland and just like all, like, like this, this weird like red pilling bullshit and you know, like following the white rabbit and uh, all of these allusions to like the fucking apocalypse. Like, it, it, it's just, it, there's no fucking logic to it. Like, narratively, Cognitively, and it's just I, I, I don't fucking I don't fucking know how they're connecting all these fucking dots. Like I don't I don't know, man. What, what do you think? Another. Amazing
amazing past Ian handoff. Thank you. Uh, He's great. Past Ian. A lot of people are saying how great he is. Yeah, yeah. You know, you say that. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot, not, of no, a lot of people are saying. This. Show me the photos. <laughs> Want to hear the tapes? Uh, right. No, but I think you bring up some interesting points, and and it's true that there are a lot of fucking mixed metaphors, like the Matrix, uh, etc. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the Matrix and Alice in Wonderland. I guess are like the really big ones, which sucks because I feel like I thought the Matrix was such a cool fucking movie when I was a kid. Yeah. I still think it's a good movie, but I feel like it's been a little co-opted by that, like just like what they did with Pepe the Frog. It's like, no, you can't, you can't like that cartoon anymore. You can't like the Matrix anymore. Oh, my God. Yeah, you can't, you know, like, even the whole... It's sad, too, because it is an interesting metaphor, you know, like, mm -hmm. this, this idea of, like, deprogramming. Right. Um, and we actually watched a documentary together, which I thought was fucking hilarious, because this, this for me, was just, like, the, the cream on top. God damn it, you were cream. <laughs> Inception. <laughs> Fuck me! <laughs> I've been cream-septed. That, oh. that is... That's weird. That's on Pornhub. I guarantee you, if we look for creamception... You want to take a Don't break? look now, no! Take a break! Not Google that. All right, commercial break! <laughs> this commercial was brought to you by Pornhub Office. Pornhub Office. When you've been hard at work, relax and make it a Pornhub moment. So anyway, I mean, like we learned about this term called uh, the rabbit hole effect. Mm -hmm. And the rabbit hole effect is basically like you watch one right wing YouTuber and it's like, oh, like, this YouTube video said George Soros 44 times. This one says it 48 times. Try watching that. So the supreme irony of this and the funniest fucking shit, and I wrote this down, is that red pill irony, the, 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 the funniest fucking part of this is that it's not free will. This idea that, oh, I'm gonna take the red pill. I'm gonna learn the truth. It's literally a fucking YouTube algorithm choosing the videos for you. It's the funniest fucking thing ever because it's literally the matrix picking your ideology. It's the exact opposite of red pilling. It's yeah. like you're letting the matrix lead you down the rabbit hole. Like you're pretty much holding the robot's hand and it's like, the truth is this way. And you're like, I'm so smart. I love that so much. It's, it's, it's the funniest fucking thing. Right. It, it, and I love it because it, it literally is the gold medal in the moron Olympics that is cute. <laughs> Yeah, no, you, you watch one YouTube video and it says, follow this. And you're like, I'm doing research. And yeah. you're literally just on a fucking two hour YouTube marathon. And and, and yeah, the AI says, follow yeah. me this way, young man. I said, Ooh, come, mm. come. And you think it's Morpheus, but it's really, I don't, it's a Ben Shapiro AI. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really, really, really love that. The, the <laughs> irony behind that is overwhelming. Yeah. And I don't think that they would recognize that. You know, I don't, th I don't think they, I don't know what they would say They're in return. They're immune to irony. <laughs> Yeah, they're immune to any kind of fucking logic, which is devastating and like sad and like, and you know, there's like, there's a, there's a Reddit group. It's a subreddit that's, it's basically a support group for families who, uh, or family members who have had people in their life follow, it's not even follow the, the white rabbit. It's like fall face first into a rabbit hole, you know, <laughs> and, and tumble to, you know, insanity. Well, the other funny thing too about uh, the um, Alice in Wonderland metaphor is like there's this fucking, there's this huge fear amongst QAnoners about pedophiles and like Lewis fucking Carroll. Lewis Carroll had a fucking desk drawer full of naked pictures of kids. Like he, like he's a fucking, <laughs> 
Fuck it, he's a pedophile. Uh, yeah, I we like. I assume allegedly. I don't. I don't fucking know. I don't have a desk drawer full of naked you kids. You don't. And that's a really good, fair point. We looked into it. We did a little bit of research. Not that much. <laughs> like, you know, like he might. He may have been a pedophile. He did have a drawer full of, of naked, naked kid pictures. pictures of kids. But apparently, I feel like just to. <laughs> Just for some well, diligence. I don't know where you're gonna go with this next sentence, but well, just 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 for the I guess because it's not it's I, I don't know. No, I'm not trying to defend <laughs> it, <laughs> but apparently, like that was like a symbol of innocence, like in the Victorian era, I, which I feel like a lot of people didn't have naked kid a so, naked kid fucking album. So fucking fair. I'm not, I'm not pushing any further. <laughs> yeah, I just like there were lots of other children out there. Something else I heard. Okay. I love the idea of Lewis Carroll going to visit like another fucking child author and then be like, yeah, where's your naked children photo <laughs> album? And then be like, I'm sorry, excuse me, what the fuck what? did you just say? Uh, what? Yeah, exactly. But I mean, the other, the other great irony of fucking Alice in Wonderland too is that it's a fucking dream. She's asleep. <laughs> and they're like, wake up, sheeple. Follow the way, Robin. <laughs> I wonder what they would say to this. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sure they have, they have talking points for this. Yeah. And maybe some of them would, would, would slow us down. But we haven't talked to anyone yet. So right now we can bask <laughs> we in will, I God, I hope we will. I, I also don't want to. I don't really want to. It, so seems, it seems like picking on someone with a, with a mental disease. It really does. Okay, so I, like, I've alluded to a couple times. Like I have family who believe, not necessarily in QAnon, but very QAnon-adjacent conspiracy theories, yeah. um, which is like fucking tragic. And I've been talking to them a lot throughout this last week and it's it's really fucking hard because i'm realizing like i'm never going to relate to this person on a, a number of things and this person's like very close family to me so it's fucking weird and what i was mentioning before is that there's like a support group on reddit called uh QAnon casualties and this is like an actual thing that affects like a lot of families now you know where you can ha you can lose people to this insanity and that's the that's the the more human relational loss that comes along with like people spreading bullshit and like I don't think people like Alex Jones gives a fuck like these no, narcissists it's, it's in charge a of this fucking grift. it is a grift man they're, they're fucking taking advantage of these people and we all have to pay the goddamn price speaking of ooh that, that reminds me too like I, I I don't know if I'm ever gonna have the opportunity to use it so I'll just say it on air but like uh my my new thing is like next time I'm hot I'm gonna be like ooh I'm sweating like Alex Jones in a deposition no? Nice. Okay, all right. Well, I'm, I'm glad I tried it out here first because I'll never use that again. Yeah, glad you tried it out in private. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I got, I, I, and I have, I have one, one last thing to say really quick before we move on from this and, and get into your captain's logs. And that's um, the, the millennialism, the fucking apocalypticism of like QAnon from the Bible. Like I, I was trying to like think about that and the position I, I've kind of like developed. I mean, we don't have long to do it too, so it's tough. But it was like, this one I think was of particular interest to me because, I mean, we're talking about a group of people who I think is mostly older, like probably, uh, I don't know, maybe they're they're boomers or, um, I don't want to be ageist, but like, you know, Gen X. And like, as their age advances, and as we live in an American empire that has like continued to decline, I mean, like to the death cult of evangelists who likely account for a hefty portion of Q members, it, it probably does look like the apocalypse. I mean, like, if that's your fucking framework and, like, you live in a country that's declining, like, there's wildfires because of fucking climate change, uh, like, huge giant hurricanes, like, things that we can account for with fucking reason, logic, and science. If you don't believe in that stuff, like, it looks like the fucking apocalypse is coming. Because, I mean, like, we're talking about a people who, like, fundamentally lack the imagination, be it political or otherwise, to imagine a world in which America isn't the world's dominant, like, cultural, economic, and military force, which is even 
more fitting and uh, and also darker when you think about a generation that had nothing to do with the country's global domination and likely everything to do with its fucking decline. So it's like that's the thing that I think is maybe saddest about all this. It's like you do have a lot of people that watch the world kind of move away from them, like a, 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 an earth that like politically sees less and less use for America outside of fucking devastating military force. Right. You know? Well, that's, that's what I'm talking about, the misdiagnosis. Yeah, they yeah, see, yeah. They just like misattribute all of these signs to to fit their existing world. To the apocalypse, yeah. Yeah, which is so fucking weird. Like, it just seems like such a a leap of faith, which I guess is the entire press, uh, premise of believing in God in the first place. <laughs> but it's like, man, like, you really shouldn't have taken such a big leap. Like, <laughs> stick with something a little closer to home, you know? They, like, you, we're all, uh, I don't know, like, we're free jumping, and then, like, they fucking, uh, like, run toward the edge of the cliff with a, with a hang glider, and you're like, no, you go too far! <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, yeah. um, let's uh, let's stop talking about my ideas, and uh, I, I really want to know what you had to say about all this stuff because um, fuck me, let's uh, let's it's your turn now. Ooh, I love that. Uh, I do feel like just come on, for, cream boy, just for fun. Cream I'm pretty me. sure. You, oh God, I'm pretty sure you said uh, millennialism, and I do I do feel like we deserve to. Uh, and may, maybe I'm wrong, and if so, then fuck me. But is it millennialism? It's, yeah, it's, it's the hardest word to say. It's <laughs> oh, wait, are you being? Pedantic right now? You're like, actually, Ian, you pronounced something wrong. So let's... Uh, yeah. All right, let me have it. Well, why, millennialism, I feel like, implies something about millennials. Something that we did. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it should be clear. It's millennialism. Millennialism. That's dumb. It's a hard fucking Say word. Say it one more time for me. Millennialism. I would suggest we do an Are You Sure About That? But it's it, we. It's not safe to go there anymore. It's not safe. There's dark forces at work. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just, to, just to quote Wikipedia, which we love doing, Millennium, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> Millennium, That's so fucking fuck hard. Me, right? Is the belief by a religious, social, or political group or movement in a coming fundamental transformation of society, after which all things will be changed. Millennialism exists in various cultures and religions worldwide, with various interpretations of what constitutes a transformation. And, and this is another dark irony of of QAnon too. I, I mean, and I think this is more for like the the younger version of QAnon, in which like the the end goal or the dream, uh, the fever dream of these fucking people is literally martial law. It's for the fucking mm. government to overthrow. Uh, I'm sorry, it's for the fucking military to overthrow the government and impose martial law and then fucking execute people. I'm like, yeah. you're literally describing fascism. It's weird, but, but, they, but don't, they love fascism. They do because they don't see it as people. They see it as fucking demons or like yeah. evil or the embodiment of evil. Which oh is my like, God, it's so fucking dark. It literally is 1930s Germany. Right? It, it, yeah, exactly. They're dehumanized. <laughs> it's like, we are dehumanized to them. Like, we're not people. Like, I guarantee you, QAnoners would hear us and be like, either we're fucking brainwashed sheeple or we're part of like this fucking dark or, or demonic system. Well, so that actually is uh, a pretty good segue into what we were to talk about. And, and that, that's the idea of like, why are they talking about, why is it Satanism and why is it pedophiles that they accuse all of their political adversaries to be? And I'll go ahead and let uh, that idiot past Shay go ahead and say it now. All right, let's hear what he has to say. here day four just wanted to touch base about some thoughts i've been having uh regarding the accusations that get lobbed 
at all of these political adversaries of QAnoners. And it's like the, it's the same tropes that keep coming up over and over and over again. It seems like from Pizzagate and a lot of these QAnon theories and even older tropes. But it's this idea of like Satanism and pedophilia. And to some extent, like even fucking more bizarre outlandish things like interdimensional reptilians and shape-shifting demons and all of these things. But it, it, it feels so obvious and lazy to just they're like what's the worst thing we can think about about a person and then just call them that and that's supposed to be the argument in itself it's just like no well they're they're not actually people they're demons and then you can just dismiss them and everything they have to say and everything they've ever done as oh no that's just demonic manipulation or they don't really want to be helping children when they enact this bill to like protect children from domestic abuse that's just political optics because don't forget they're satanic pedophiles so it's a, it's this way this very cheap and lazy way to discount someone's a, a real human's actual actions into a throwaway um political maneuver and it's, I don't know, it just, it just screams to me uh, as lazy. So I don't know, Ian, just like, tell me what you think. An absolutely beautiful uh, political setup by uh, oh, Pache. Fuck, I can't believe I did this it is, too. This is me in a, this is me in golf form. What is the voice you're doing? This is, uh, shh, I don't like this. Quiet down. Stop. <laughs> Pache is at the green. He is uh, setting it up with his 5'9 uh, iron, 59, 69 iron. But eye contact. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. Anyway, um, yeah, I, this is something I thought about a lot, and I feel kind of bad because I don't necessarily think I have an answer, but, like, the closest I can get is, I, uh, number one, I think it's, I think part of it is projection. I think part of it is, like, a, a generation of people that fucking desperately fucking need therapy so fucking bad. Oh my fucking god! If I became Jeff Bezos, I would literally Bezos. Fuck, who cares? If I became him and I had his money, the first thing I would do is send every single every single person over fifty into fucking therapy. Okay, um, because you're talking about a group of people that grew up in like a, 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 a far a much more religious America, a much more evangelist America, and I think putting kids into a fucking church and telling them that like, if you do something evil, you're gonna go to hell. Everybody is evil. You have to fight not to be evil. There's evil inside you. Evil is who you automatically are. And you have to fucking beg Jesus to be forgiven, you evil little shit. And you internalize that fucking stuff. And I mean like, literally it's, it's these people who fucking suffered this like weird emotional religious abuse and you, they never fucking deal with it. And, and then like the world moves away from them and, and it's just like, it explodes as, oh, it's evil, that's why I'm unhappy. Like, I, I, and, and even that doesn't feel right, but like, that's kind of how I've been uh, like imagining it or thinking about it. Like, I, I don't know, what do you think? Well, it's funny because as soon as you said projection, I, I went somewhere else with it. Cause I, I think of like, the idea that they're accusing everyone else. And you know, they're often religious people who are like, believe they're on the side of God. Meanwhile, the fucking Catholic church comes out with like a new fucking case of like a pedophile ring in the Catholic church every other week. And like the irony there is fucking crazy. It's like, oh, it's the Satanists who are doing it. It's like, well, actually a lot of people keep coming forward from the Catholic church and from <laughs> other churches saying that they're, they're being abused by the Christian and Catholic fucking priests, uh, priests yeah. and, you know, pastors and whatever. Well, I think, I think it's also worth mentioning, like a lot of these people are not 
Catholic. I think I think a lot of them view Catholicism as like a, a sect of like Satanism or something like that, or like an extension they're, of that. Yeah. They're religious nonetheless. True. You know, true. Yeah. They might not. They might be non-denominational. E- evangelical, like Baptist. I don't know if it's Baptist. Actually, I don't fucking really know the difference between them. Like, I, I, I and this is another does. thing. Where, like, I haven't been that fucking interested. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, fuck them all. Fuck them all. <laughs> like, fuck them all. Well, you know what's interesting? Just like the. <laughs> Not uncomfortable with this at all. Well, I'm sweating like Alex Jones in a deposition. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! <laughs> Did you just do that? Oh my god! No, that's really good. Uh, but, but yeah, so I mean, maybe they're not Catholic. And we talked about this as well. Like, uh, what was it like on 8chan and stuff like that, or 8kun? Like, basically, mm. all of these platforms that they keep getting fucking pushed around from, like. All of these things are fucking notorious for featuring child pornography. Like the same place where you get your news, like one click over is like naked kids for eight ninety nine. You know what? I think that's a great segue into my, my last captain's log, where we basically talk about the eight chan and info wars, and basically what we have d- uh, deemed to be the conspiracy fertile crescent of the internet. <laughs> here at Cambridge Education, <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> All right, uh, let me let's go ahead and play the clip. Day, day six. Just wanted to touch base with you and talk a little bit about this weird environment, this digital landscape where all of these strange conspiracy theories seem to come from. Like I've, I've known about Infowars for a long time and I've known about 4chan and I've heard about 8chan for a long time, but I've never visited any of these places. I've, I, I've never, I mean, I've visited Infowars. People in my family fucking love Infowars, which has always seemed super strange to me. Um, but I, I've never taken them serious in any real way, which I think was a big mistake of mine because clearly lots of people go to these places and they're very influential. And they're so influential, in fact, that they develop this cult-like following or cult-like belief in whatever these people say, no matter how outlandish or crazy or literally unbelievable. In fact, it almost seems like the crazier the conspiracy you believe, the more true to the cause you are. So if someone says, uh, if someone says lizard people, and at first you're like, oh, that sounds really weird. Well, if you decide to do the mental gymnastics to believe it, then you're truly a believer. You're truly one of us. And all of this seems to happen in this online framework. It's it's basically like the geodome of crazy thinking. The more crazy you believe, the more crazy you allow your beliefs to be, the more you belong to the group and the more you belong in this landscape. Another perfect tee off by Pache to future Ian. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Uh, We're doing a press conference in about five minutes. All right. Um, I I really like this idea about like the crazier your ideas, the more like enlightened you are. And I I think there's something to that, which which makes it seem almost like um, it's such an interesting psychological phenomenon and I, I, there's two ways I want to think about it like the first way I want to think about it is like on the individual level and then the second way I want to try and think about it is like the you know um, sociological uh, economic level but like I, I, I don't know if, if I've necessarily been able to piece that picture together yet but it, it's just like I, I'm thinking specifically about like you know a, a, a group of people that have become I, I mean like I don't know what what comes first like the fucking isolation 
or the paranoia? Uh, like, like it's a chicken and the egg question for me with like the conspiracy thinking. Because I mean, like, I don't think that you're necessarily gonna even be in a position to believe this shit if you have healthy, normal relationships. But it's like, is it, you already kind of start off with that mode of thinking that like make people shy away from you and then you just go down this rabbit hole? Or is that like, we've become so isolated from each other um, in modern society that that's the thing that makes it easy to fall into these ideas. Like, do, do you kind of understand what I'm saying? Like, does that make sense? I do. And I, and I do think that a lot of these people have healthy relationships. I'm, I don't think that being a conspiracy theorist precludes you from having relationships with people that are meaningful or healthy. In fact, like I said, like I do have re like relationships with people in my family who I'm relatively close to who are deep conspiracy theorists. And I don't think, I mean, I, I will say, my family member is definitely more lonely and less social than I am. They do live alone, you know, and they they, they don't have a partner now. Um, you know, like there there is that aspect to it, but I don't think that it necessarily precludes it. And I do think that there are people who you would probably never guess believe these things based on your interactions with them who nonetheless do. And I and so I, I do feel like that might be the stereotype. You know, and that and that's and that and then that it's and, like the the fucking crazed loner. Yes, and yeah. in that way, it's it's unduly dismissive, and in a way that's potentially dangerous. Like we did dismiss it as like the tinfoil hat wearing people. Like in our fucking promo photo for this, <laughs> we put on fucking tinfoil hats. You like, know, like we bought <laughs> so silly. Yeah, we bought into the stereotype ourselves. We, yeah. It's a joke. It's tongue in cheek, right? But like, like I think that's that's it's so easy to just dismiss these people as like being whatever. But they're they're doing something important. They are trying to connect with using like in-group signaling t towards each other. It's like, it's the same way. And this is something we talked, I'm we sorry, talked go ahead. about it. No, no, but yeah, you're right. Like, and it's like, why like um, Hasidic Jews wear the same kind of clothes as everyone else, even though like they, they wear like uh, really heavy clothes in the middle of summer. And it's like, well, that's what you do when you're Jewish. And like, it, sh it shows your determination to the cause and to the community, even though it's wildly uncomfortable to wear a fucking suit, you know, and 90 degree Brooklyn weather, you know? Yeah. And I mean, tons of other communities do this as well, like Mormons and, uh, uh, all the other ones. All the the other ones. ones What's the one I'm thinking of? The ones that like the old timey Amish people, yeah. you know, like all like not using fucking electricity. Like that's not a, that's not really a choice. <laughs> you know, like, that's, you're like that's some kind of weird mental gymnastics you have to do to deprive yourself of modern luxuries yeah. and, you know, conveniences. This is a little apropos of nothing too, but I mean, we, we talked about this with the, with the fucking Acoon thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 by the way, I, like, come on, guys. Uh, really? Like, fucking eight coon? It's bad Can, marketing. It, what is with their fucking, I just want to go off. Like, what is with their fucking obsession with Asian culture? Well, apparently it started, okay, so what Ian's referring to, so to the, the channel also, yeah, go ahead, yeah. go ahead. So, yeah, so the, it, it's these, these style of image boards and message boards started with 2chan, which was a Japanese image and message board that was got really popular. And then there were a ton of these that came up um, around them. There's, I mean, there's ones for all different kinds of things, but a few popular ones that came up was 4chan, which is probably the most popular now. And then a spinoff of that, one spin, one of many spinoffs of that was 8chan, which is where the QAnon conspiracy mm. really took hold. Well, and the reason people moved to 8chan too is because apparently like 4chan is already a place to go and get like A plus hate speech. But mm. I guess 4chan was like, hey, maybe we're using this too much. And people were like, hands up my free speech, you fucking beep, beep, beep. We'll put real beeps in there later. Uh, and <laughs> I, I mean, like, it's, it's gotten to this point where it's almost like the, the whole free speech thing is fucking like an ironic burden because in order to signal that you belong to this group, you, you're almost required to use like hate slurs. speech and racial slurs. Yeah. So it's like, it's no longer a matter of choice. Like it's, it's signaling. You have to do it to prove that you belong there. Otherwise people call you a fucking psyop. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They won't believe you. It's your... 
like it's so strange too because yeah like you said we were talking about this before like using like the slurs in particular like it's a way of distancing yourself from the what they would just call pc society which is the rest of the <laughs> fucking world and it, it's a way to distance yourself and show like oh i'm not a pc person i'll drop an n-bomb at the, the drop of a hat for no reason it's not even, and it's not even just like a singular slur no. they're like yo i created a super it's a franken <laughs> slur it's literally four <laughs> slurs sewed together and then you're just like what the fuck is this exactly but that's a way for them to one, signal that they're definitely part of the in-group, and two, distance themselves from what they're calling the out-group. They're like, oh, I'm not one of them, I'm one of us. And in that sense, they are building community, which is so fucking weird. And we talked about explainable. this, and we talked about this as well. This is the same kind of behavior you see emulated in cults, where yes, it's just yes, like, you know, yes, yes. you adopt a style of being that is uh, entirely incompatible with the rest of the outside world so that you can't fucking build relationships with people in the outside world. Right. The only people that you can connect with are people in your community. So it's just like, and once you're stuck in this space, you're, you know, and the fucking irony of them being like, all oh, you people on your fucking echo chambers, like yes. talk about a fucking echo chamber, dude. Oh my God. It's, you might as well call that place the inside of a goddamn seashell, okay? All you hear there is the ocean. And it's just the ocean. <laughs> So it's yelling slurs. No, it's a gentle breeze. <laughs> Sierra mist. Yeah. <laughs> not at all where I wanted to go. I don't know. Yeah, I, th I was thinking I was going to come up with like a cool analogy, and, so and, and it just crashed. I yeah, thought I was going to as well. <laughs> well, well you know. All right, moving on. <laughs> no, um, but I think what, what we wanted to say too was that the, why they called it Eight Con. They had like this weird rebranding too, and it was Eight Chan, which. I guess, yeah, it was Chan. Chan is something like, then, uh, well, but like the abbreviation Chan, yeah. of Chan in Japanese also apparently means like little boy or something, but like it, could means like eight man. Yeah, it's like a, an honorific uh, way you would a respectfully identify yeah, a, a man. So yeah, so they're like the bigger, they're not Chan anymore. Now they're eight kun, which is hard to say. And also just so, uh, for the uninitiated, it's really hard to find. A-chan has been taken off the internet a number of times. And right now it is currently up, but it's under, I don't, I don't actually want to give it the, the URL. If you're really that curious, you can try to figure yeah, it out yourself. It, it's it, not worth going to, <laughs> I'll tell you that. I mean, there, there's still some images that on there, like images and language that I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like yes. literal responses to people's questions, just putting a video up of like a dude crapping in another dude's mouth. And it's just like, why? Yes. Well, okay. we know why now. We did, We just explained why. We, we know why you're doing it. I feel bad for you. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, it sucks that that's how you try and make a community, you know? <laughs> I just I just had the image. This is so ironic because they're like, I'll show you. The dude literally probably had to sip through like three videos of dudes <laughs> shitting another dude's mouth just to make this point. It's like, you're the one who watched an hour of mouth crap, dude. Like, you didn't own me as much as you think you did. Well, I love I love so much when you scream about scatological consumption, <laughs> especially for, for any listeners at home. Ian's wife is entertaining in the other room, and Ian, Ian has to justify later why he's screaming about shitting in people's mouth after we're done recording this podcast. It's so nice to meet you. I'm really sorry. That's not who I am in there, okay? Uh, you know, but, uh, and, but another point that you brought up that I think is so interesting and that I think deserves to be reiterated is the irony of these people, the Q believers, going on to 8chan, which... Is supposed to be the Q is supposed to be fighting pedophilia while literally on another fucking tab over. It's literally been shut down numerous times for sharing child pornography. Like, how is that irony not blatantly screaming, choking at their throats, you know, like shoving their fists down their mouth and then 
like the, the meme I just told you about. Exactly. No, but I mean, like, literally, and we talked about it before, like, it, it, it's it's gotten to the point where, like, this shit is beyond parody. Like, it, this was literally an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where mm. they're like, anything goes in the bar, and by the end, people are doing heroin, and there's a fucking Russian roulette, uh, like, uh, corner of the bar. Right. So it's just like, well, I mean, if we want to have free speech, we're going to have to tolerate a little pedophilia. Yes. So it's like an, or the irony, like, to, to, to fairly fight the pedophiles, you also need to tolerate some of the pedophiles? The fuck are you talking about? That is such a fucking fire point, bro. <laughs> Volcano level <Noise>! point. <laughs> um, okay, well, I think that's all I had to say about that final captain's log. Uh, or you think we're about ready for uh, one of our fantastic commercial breaks, Ian? Oh, my God. And uh, wouldn't you know, we've got one of the best sponsors mm. in the world for yeah. season two. Ladies and gentlemen, let's roll that clip. This episode brought to you by Oreo. Oreo, America's favorite cookie. Oreo is proud to sponsor Camp Re-Education, a podcast whose ideas and beliefs perfectly reflect our own. Remember, if you heard it on Camp Re-Education, then Oreo approves. Oreo, f**k yeah milk, here we come. Hello everyone and welcome back. This is Alex Jones. I've actually murdered Shay and Ian, who have uh, been discovered to be pedophiles. Uh, there was a sex ring, body parts everywhere. There were actual, there were literal demons. I'm so mad. I sound like Macho Man Savage. God, I wish the face that I had him <laughs> could translate through the microphone. It's just yeah. disappointment. <laughs> and our marketing director is in here as well, and she's just shaking her head at you. Okay, so we're not using that coming we're, out of the break. I guess we don't, we don't love it, is what it's <laughs> But you know what? It's here, Ian. I feel like you made your bed. Oh. Sleeping it. Well, all right. Anyway, so we're, we're out of the break. <laughs> And uh, we're done. We're done talking about our captain's logs. And uh, it's time for our favorite section, uh, the big smart boy question section. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. Shay, your big smart boy question this time was uh, about conspiracy theories, correct? It was, but we already agreed that we we're going to talk about mine second. So why don't you just go ahead and talk about your sure. big smart boy question? Well, my, I didn't know that, but all right, I'm, I'm happy to take the lead. Uh, <laughs> uh, honestly, my big smart boy question was essentially like, who are these people? Like, who the fuck are, are, are cures? And like, Maybe I didn't do the best job explaining it, but it's just like, I, I think that these are previously alienated people who, you know, when when you have no political historical understanding of, of what to do with powerlessness, this is what you get. You get, you get shit like this. So that's who I think Q is. Mm. You think it's so pre Q is made up of, I think that's their group, not Q himself, but I think, I think that's the people that make up Q, you know, it's like lonely individuals because we're talking about a, um, a fucking website guy he, and that's what he did. He drops little breadcrumbs. He's like, here's something for you to do. And, and then like people literally come together like, well, this is what I found. Ooh, I found this. Oh, could this mean this? So it's like a bunch of people solving problems and shit. It's become a club. It's, it, it literally gives them something to do that provides meaning in, in a world where most of our fucking jobs are absolutely meaningless. We become so fucking disenfranchised, you know, like politically, personally, like in the workplace, um, at home. It, it, it's like, you know, you, you just like, fuck, you're, you're so starved for meaning. This is where you fucking get it. And, and I mean, Q was brilliant in this sense. I don't like that I'm calling him Q. I feel like fucking, you know, Mrs. M from, oh, whatever her name is, fucking Mr. who cares, James Bond lady. Mr. <laughs> F. Um, like, when you, with all of these little breadcrumbs that he's dropping, it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm, I'm fucking Nicolas Cage in National Treasure. Like mm -hmm. I am unlocking the secrets to America. Mm -hmm. Like that's, 
that's who these people are. And as I've come to understand over the past week, I've only had a week to do this, but like, I, I, that's my best guess. I think it's fair. I mean, that, that explanation resonates with me as well. Cool. Cool, cool, sweet. Nice job, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, how about you, though? Like, so, yours was tough. Yours wasn't easy. Mine was tough. So um, my question before going on this adventure was, what is a conspiracy theory? Because I thought that was an appropriate question to ask in the circumstance. But what I'm realizing is that this isn't a conspiracy. QAnon is not a conspiracy theory. It's a fucking cult. And so asking what a conspiracy theory is just feels like apropos of nothing to use a phrase that you like saying a lot. <laughs> I love that phrase. It's pretty good. Um, so I guess I'm, I'm changing my big smart boy question. And I think this is kind of going to guide a little bit of our next episode. So for I think next week, we're actually going to ask this question about cults. What is a cult? What kind of cult is this? What is what kind of cult is QAnon? And then what's the future? Of That's mine. Don't stick. Don't. You're stealing from me now. I said so we said we we're going to talk about this next week. Well, I wanted to talk about it myself. Okay, everyone. Uh, I'm going to finish the sentence. I'm going to hand off to Ian, who will reiterate what I'll have just said. Exactly. Take that. Um, so, what kind of what kind of future does QAnon have now that? Trump, its savior, its messiah, didn't win re-election, which was all but guaranteed according to the predictions of Q. Yeah, next week I'll be asking the question, does Q have a future? Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's basically what we have to look forward to. Definitely stay tuned for that. We're super interested. Yeah. I think we, I mean, if we have time and if it makes sense, I also kind of want to talk a little bit more about the... The, the, the awakening, the fucking... Well, yes, like all the fucking lore. The storm. Yeah, uh, that surrounds QAnon. But also um, the... The, real, the, the effect that it has on people's families and stuff, because on, honestly, the more I, I dug into this, the more isolated I felt from my family realizing where exactly their head has been all of this time. Because for a long time, I did dismiss it. I thought like, okay, they just believe this weird, crazy stuff. But now all of these weird, crazy things are, like you said, Cronenberging together. <laughs> <laughs> and we have this weird, amorphous, disgusting monster of philosophy of conspiracy of cultishness that my family's a part of and it's not comfortable tough yeah. it's really weird so one thing i also did want to talk about is we didn't talk a lot about the who what where the history of QAnon, which is it's it's fascinating it's all right the story has been told a lot but we do think that it's something that bears repeating so we'll also get to that next week if you have any questions in the meanwhile don't forget to hit us up on our twitter ian is constantly tweeting the most crazy bullshit <laughs> <laughs> and then we also have like i'm a, a lowercase q you're a little it took me a second i like that <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame. Dude. You're usually pretty quick on the puns, and you're like lowercase q. What, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Now? It's like your tweets. And I don't. I don't. I don't get half of that. <laughs> anyway, uh, also follow us on Twitter. <laughs> if you're not following us on Twitter yet, like what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, we're talking to you, all of our listeners in India. We know you're there in India. <laughs> we, we see you. We check our metrics. We've got metrics. <laughs> uh, okay. Anything else you want to say, Ian, before we go? Uh, you know what, Shay? Actually, no, there's not. And even if there was, I wouldn't want to talk about it anyway. So there's only one thing left to do, and that is to be played off by our band of the week, which is the amazingly fucking talented Mute Choir. Um, and here is our favorite song by them. We've had it on repeat pretty much since the day we first heard it. So we're really excited about it. You should stream it. We've been streaming it. It's their song, Familiar Ways.
week's episode you hear the captain's logs in their entirety become a monthly supporter and join our patreon where you get those and tons of other fun goodies here at camp we absolutely love supporting music and the people who make it if you want your music featured on camp re-education then please go to our website to learn more and stay tuned for next week for the exciting conclusion of q camp <laughs>